It's good to be back at Bethel. We always miss being here, being with the, our loved ones. Uh, just enjoy this place tremendously. Hope you do the same. Uh, I've always, uh, when preaching, uh, to come out with something that's uh, start off with something funny to try to draw the you know the audience's attention. And uh, found out some interesting news. You may laugh with me. You may cry with me. You may comfort me. <laughs> uh, you know, Sarah laughed about it when the Lord said that they're going to have, you know, the promised seed, the child Isaac, you know. And Sarah overheard him talking to Abraham. And Sarah laughed. So if Sarah laughed, you can laugh. <laughs> the Lord uh, found out that he's going to bless us with another child. So that's when you start laughing <laughs> or crying or saying, what in the world is going on? But very thankful because I know children are a heritage of the Lord. Fruit of the loom is his reward. Children are a blessing. And if I'm going to raise a child, I'm going to raise it here at Bethel. It's a good place to be. Amen. But when you have something coming up, breaking news <laughs> or stuff that hits you like a, a brick, you need to have a, a good uh, good outlook or good conception of you know who the Lord is and what man is. You need to have a good biblical perspective of what he is because you need to be stable. And you can only be stable if you recognize who the Lord is. You know, he says, be still and know that I am God. If you don't recognize him as the Jehovah God, then you're missing the boat. If you don't recognize him as being the redeeming son, the redeeming God, then you're missing the boat. This is something that you can put your feet down and stand firm on when the storms of life come. Now, I am not saying a new child's going to be a storm of life, but there's going to be many a storms associated with that new life. But I'm thankful this morning, and we need to have to keep us grounded a good biblical view of God the Father, God the Son, and God, the Holy Ghost. We talked a couple of weeks ago about the three in one. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, or the Holy Ghost. We talked about the unity of the Godhead. And I've heard many uh, preachers over, over the years that have said that they do not, cannot tell you how that is so. How there is three in one. So I'm going to tell you something funny again this morning and make you chuckle. <laughs> I'm going to be the first one to tell you exactly how that works. He is God. That explains it all. If he wouldn't be the ten and one, he could be the ten and one, okay? It doesn't matter what God. He is the three and one. If he wouldn't be the ten and one, the twenty and one, he is God, and there is none else. There's none beside him. There's none that can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Okay? We need to recognize and have the right perspective of who God is and who man is. You know, he told Jeremiah, uh, the destruction of Jerusalem, he said, Jeremiah 32, 27, verse 17, he says, Ah, Lord God, Jeremiah says, Behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power. It was by his great power that he made the heaven and the earth. When the storms come, that's the power we're looking for. I need that power to get to the next day, to get to the next minute, to the next hour. Oh, Lord God, he's the one who made heaven and earth. That's what we talked about in the triune God. He created the heaven and the earth. 
Missy Jane told me if I got up this morning, I needed to preach on John 1.1. I said, okay, here we go. <laughs> in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, he goes down to verse 27 in Jeremiah. He says, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? That's what he told Sarah. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? I look at the days ahead and I'm like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> how is this going to happen? <laughs> it's going to be hard. It's not too hard with the Lord. When the Lord is your focus, he's the ground that you're standing upon. It don't matter what's ahead. The Lord's been with me since I was born and up to 46, half of Sarah's age. <laughs> Almost half is Abraham's age when they found out this news. But he's telling Jeremiah, Jeremiah's going through all kind of chaos with the uh, destruction of Jerusalem. He doesn't know what's going on. But he says to him, he says, I'm the Lord of all flesh. Everything's under my hand. I do as I please. That's the omnipotent God. That's the, uh, you know, the sovereign God. That's who he's talking about here. The, uh, he says in Matthew 28 and 18, he gives the uh, gospel commission to his uh, disciples to go out and preach the gospel, okay, to all the world. And there's going to be trouble ahead. They're not going to be well received, okay. There's trials ahead. There's trouble. There's hardships. That's why it's, it's not too hard for the Lord. So in Matthew 28 and 18, he tells them, he says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Nebuchadnezzar realized he ruled amongst the armies of heaven and the inhabitants of earth, and none can stay his hand. He's telling them in times of affliction, times of trials, times of hardships, listen, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. There's the Trinity, okay? teaching them to observe all things, whether I commanded you, and lo, what? I am with you. I am. He's the great I am. He told Moses, he said, you tell him, I am that I am has sent you. He said, here he goes, I am with you. You got each other. You're going out amongst many trials, many tribulations, many sorrows you're going to face here. But he tells him, he goes, I am with you. And that's what we need to see. He's the great God Almighty. He has all power in heaven and in earth, and that's the perspective we need to have and we can go with. It's a basic foundation. There's simplicity in the Lord Jesus Christ, the Word. And we can take that simplicity and move great mountains with that. But it's just a little bit of faith, the Lord says. Okay? And let's look at man for a little bit. Okay? Man's depravity how low, you know, we must decrease that he might increase, right? You look at what he says concerning man. In, uh, Psalms 39 and 5, he says, Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth. And that's just a little bit of time. Compared to eternity, we're just here, just a, not even a wink, okay? It's a handbreadth, there's like four fingers. That's how short it is. We don't have long here on this earth. So he says, Behold, thou hast made my days as a handbreadth, and my age as nothing before thee. Verily, every man at his best state. Every man at his best state. 
A lot of people teach every man at his best state is holy, righteous, saint of God, entered sainthood. But he's telling us the man's best state is vanity. You know what vanity is? It's nothing. There used to be a song saying, oh, I shouldn't be saying this, but it's the best song ever. You're so vain. You probably think the song is about you. It was a good one. It was right on point. I know a lot of people like that, but vanity, you know, someone says all things are vanity. You know, the preacher, that's what he said. He said, but that's the best of man. When somebody tells you there's good in somebody, there's no good in anybody. There's none that doeth good. There's none that seeketh after God. Well, that's not good news, you know. It's not good news. That just shows you how, grace, how much grace is in God, how much love he has for his children, how much we can depend on the one who has what? All power in heaven and in earth. He says in regeneration, in John 17, in the high priestly prayer, he says, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou has given him. He has all power. There's nobody who's going to stay his hand. There's nobody in regeneration. Everybody that God's chosen, he's going to regenerate. Why? Because he has all power. None can stay his hand. None can say, whoa, Lord, slow down a little bit. Okay? That's in regeneration. The Holy Spirit will come into each of the ch child of God's heart sometime, like we talked about, between conception and death. Hallelujah. As soon as that baby was conceived and we found out, sometime between this conception and death, the Lord can be there in an instant. Once that last child of grace is born into this world, the Lord's coming back. <laughs> Baker asked me this morning, he said, when is the Lord coming back? I, I just gave you the answer right there. <laughs> when the last child God is born into this world. So I know that the Lord rules and the Lord reigns. And he's given us a child. And we just found out we should be glorious. It makes the troubles ahead. We can look at God. We can look at man. We must decrease that he is increased in our life. When we get a little, a little bit lower, a little bit lower each day, we'll come to the feet of Jesus where we can worship the king forever and ever. Thank you.